Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning is offered for informational purposes only. Before you make any major life changes, please seek the help of a professional or your physician before you do so. Thank you and enjoy the show. Welcome to Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. This podcast will teach you how to get healthy and remain that way naturally. Hello, welcome back once again to Your Best Health with Dr. Chris Banning. My name is Aaron, and I'm sitting here with Dr. Banning as usual. Dr. Banning, how are you doing? I'm doing wonderful, thank you. It's been a beautiful, rainy, cold day. It has. And a Monday, and we're just finishing up with patients, and we're going to do a podcast. I love it. Yeah. You know, it is rainy and, and chilly and cold, and I, that's my favorite time of year. Autumn and winter are my two favorite times of year. I enjoy the cold weather, but I don't enjoy the rain. I prefer snow over rain. Oh, I do, too. I do, too. But I don't yeah. mind rain. Yeah. I, I, I'm a little, I don't know, maybe I'm a little gothic and I just don't know it, but okay. I love it. I love a good rainy, rainy day, but you know what comes along with uh, autumn and winter? What? Flu season. Oh, fools. I mean, flu season. Yeah. <laughs> flu season. That's right. Flu season is no fun for anybody. No, uh, it's not. It's, uh, and, and of course, you know, everybody's talking about it this time of year. Everybody's out getting their flu shots for those that do that. And those of us who don't just stand there and take it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> so today I figured uh, we could talk about how to stay healthy during the flu season. Now, I believe on an earlier episode, I asked you, when is flu season? Well, <clears throat> I don't study the flu season necessarily. I study more healthy mechanisms in the body the way the body protects itself and that type of thing so what i want to know is how to stay healthy and when's the time that you need to really focus on staying healthy and so when the sun um, goes away from wherever you live it turns into fall and winter yes there's less sun there's less vitamin d right right yeah people are outside less they don't get that exercise. They're they're shut indoors, and that old furnace kicks in, and all that air just keeps recirculating. And uh, you know, people just don't uh, necessarily take care of themselves. It usually starts around the holidays. So I'd say you know here we are getting in October. You know, people are loading up on candy, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, so we're getting lots of sugar. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, reducing our vitamin D. Um, eating more, you know, casseroles and what have you. I mean, people celebrate with food. I know my family does. Oh, yeah. You know, you have a potluck with the church. What do you do? You have some of the crazy stuff. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't have time to make a meal, but let me go to the grocery store and <laughs> And buy something, you know. Yes, exactly. Some kind of a Jello that who knows what it's got in it. Yeah. But uh, you know, people just you know have seconds and thirds, and uh, you know they don't sleep well. And next thing you know, your body's in a state of stress, and uh, something comes along and takes advantage of you, and you get sick. 
And that really can happen any time of year. It doesn't have to be in the fall or winter. Right. You can fall victim to that any time of year. You can. You can. And so, you know, a couple of things to consider with immunity is there's usually three things to consider, at least in my mind. Um, Number one, there could be a deficiency that needs to be balanced. Um, A vitamin deficiency. Um, A oxygen deficiency. uh, Or any kind of nutrient deficiency. Anything like that. And so that could be going on for a long time. Now when you eat sugar, it robs your body of nutrients. Your body has to neutralize the toxicity of that sugar or those processed foods. And so, you know, after a while it just takes a toll on the body. So with many people, uh, there's a deficiency that's that's been going on for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, next, there can be toxins. You know, things that need to be eliminated, but their body is not eliminating it. And we got lots of organs that eliminate. You know, some people get mad because their, their nose is running 100 miles an hour. Yeah. There is nothing worse than having a nose that's running and trying to talk and carry on a conversation <laughs> oh, with somebody. I, agree. I hate it. That's miserable. Yeah, and sometimes I'll come to the <laughs> office and my nose is running and it's like, you want the patients down underneath you. This rarely happens, but you're like, I got to leave for a second. <laughs> I don't want to drip. Yeah, but your body is actually getting rid. It's excreting. It's it's eliminating through the, through the upper respiratory uh, system, through your nose, um, or you cough. You know, that's another way of getting rid of stuff. Um, or you urinate through your kidneys. Your skin is a big one. Um, the most important, the key organ for your immune system is your large intestine. A lot of people don't know that. No, I wouldn't know that. I, I didn't know that. It is the key. It is the master gland of the immune system. They're finding out more and more there is a huge connection between the large intestine, the immune system, and the brain. What does that mean? Well, shoot. If our diet's crappy, our immune system's going to be crappy, right? I, I'm sorry. I shouldn't use that word. Yeah, that's a fine word because that, that, that really nails what, you, what you're exactly trying to say. Yeah. So a lot of people don't consider the large intestine as an immune organ. Right. They would consider it more of an organ of the GI tract. But um, you're, when you eat food, your body's supposed to break it down. And so the first thing that happens is you chew on the food. And when you chew on it, you mechanically beat it up. You put holes in it and everything. And so your salivary enzymes get in there and, uh, and, your, and your saliva. And that soaks inside the food, in the cells and so forth. Then you swallow it, and then there's hydrochloric acid in there and enzymes that break the food down even more, and they get into those holes, and it gets all soaked up, you know, mm-hmm. and it gets broken down. That is a big barrier. That's a great uh, first line of defense for eating food. That hydrochloric acid, it destroys bacteria. When you chew it, and it gets soaked up into those cells if it's a bad bacteria or something. And so you, uh, it goes into your small intestine. Your small intestine is where the food after it's broken down completely by your stomach, it's it's absorbed. Um, but what it'll do, what'll happen is another safety mechanism is your hepatic portal system. That is where the food goes from your stomach to your liver to be detoxified, to be more easily assimilated or absorbed in your body. 
Okay. Okay. And so then it goes into your small intestine. And what goes in your small intestine is ready to be absorbed from the small intestine into the bloodstream. Okay. And then the remaining stuff as it goes into the large intestine becomes poo or waste products. Okay. Um, but there's a lot of bacteria inside of your gut that really help with your immune system. So some big things that create an immune response would be, well, let's talk about an antigen. What an antigen is, is it, 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 it is something that you introduce to your body and your body in response produces an antibody, specific antibody to fight it off. Okay. Okay. So foods can be loaded with antigens. Um, just depending on your genetic makeup, uh, your lifestyle choices and things like that. But that's why if you have a lot of corn, wheat, dairy, and soy in your diet, that's got a heavy burden on your immune system because there's tons of antigens in Mm. there. And some people, uh, their body just can't handle it. They're making all these antibodies. They got this huge immune response taking place in their body. So they're getting a fever, runny nose, Wow. Um, diarrhea, throwing up. I mean, have you ever seen? <laughs> no, and I don't want I'm, to. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sounding evil here. But have you ever just been around somebody <laughs> and within about a five minute period, they're sneezing like crazy, yes. coughing. Yes. And they're just tearing their nose up trying to itch it. <laughs> that happens to my wife sometimes. Sometimes I just have to kind of hide my laughter. <laughs> she better not listen to this podcast or I'm in trouble. Yeah. But she loves sugar. Bless her heart. She loves sugar. And I, I give her a hard time about it sometimes. But but sugar just robs your body. It, 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 it forces your body to produce antibodies. It forces your body to fight off the bad benefits of, of the sugar with vitamins and nutrients. So eventually your body's depleted. I'll tell you one thing. Um, bone density. If you eat a lot of sugar, it can reduce your bone density. Uh-oh. Big issue with women. So, so this is how it works. You know, the immune system is kind of like a security system. So if I was to knock on your front door and just say, hey, how you doing? You'd be like, this looks appropriate. Right. And I'm wearing, you know, normal, good, good professional looking clothes. And you're just like, hey, how you doing? Come on in. And we sit down and have a conversation. The security system doesn't go off. Nothing like that. Right? Right. So... If I was to try to knock on your bathroom window, would that create some kind of response? <laughs> yes, it would. It would? Yeah. Would you say, hold on a second, let me open my bathroom window, Dr. Banning? I would not. And then let me come in and uh, shake my hand and say, hey, would you like a cup of coffee or something like that? Would that, would that be how it works? Or Mm-mm. No. Would be, uh, hey, let's call the police and, you know, get your gun and, you know, try to get rid of me. Yeah. Well, that's how the immune system is. So... When we eat our food and digest it properly, it gets absorbed in the immune system. It gets broken down like it should be. There's no immune response. It's nourishment. It's health. It's elimination. All that good stuff. However, when we start eating foods that create a big burden on digestion and toxins build up and it just doesn't work out, the liver starts to get 
you know, remember we talked about that sponge analogy when you're washing your car. Right. And you yep. keep putting that sponge in the bucket and it gets dirtier and dirtier. You got to replace the water. You got to rinse your, your sponge. Same with the liver. It just gets cluttered and full and everything's built up in it. So it can't detoxify anything. And so then it starts going into your small intestine and your large intestine. And, and your GI tract is a barrier. It's a barrier. It's there for protection. But it's, it's also allows things to go through once they're digested and, you know, foods and stuff. Mm-hmm. When things aren't digested properly, there's a security system where well, there's a leaky gut. And a leaky gut allows these large macromolecules that start coming out through the gut. And the immune system says, hey, who are you? I don't recognize you. That's not good. So then you have this autoimmune response, and that's kind of like the analogy with the, the front door where it should just go through your GI tract and be absorbed versus leaking through your gut. Ugh. And then your immune system says, hey, let's let's fight this thing, and then it produces an antibody, and it's called auto self-immunity. And so that's how so many disease processes take place, and I've got lots of patients that have it. And we can adjust them and get their nervous system to work better, but... We've got to get to the root cause, and it's usually either a toxicity issue, or they're not eliminating, um, or they're they're eating foods that just create a huge burden on their immune system and their GI tract and their gut. That doesn't sound good to do, especially during flu season, which may be all the time. <laughs> well, that's how some people roll, you know. I I mean, when I go, I think it's really fascinating to go to the gas station and just look at the people and what they're what kind of food they're getting. <laughs> Gas station food. That's what I want. I want a pizza at the gas station or one of those hot dogs at Seven <laughs> Eleven. You know those are days. just loaded. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how they're so crispy on the outside. They've been cooking for two days. Yeah, yeah. It's like and nothing on the planet will want to eat those things, but you're going to go ahead and eat them and yeah. put it on bread and a little bit of ketchup, and you're good to go. I've got a very close friend whose favorite food comes from speedway <laughs> really yes he must eat those pizzas two or three times a week they call them fresh too <laughs> i don't know what's in them but i don't either i mean he's filling his body up with just so much junk I, he's the one i talk to you about all the time i'm trying to get him to come see you he just yeah. lives down the street and yeah uh-huh. we're trying i'm working on him yeah so um if that's what's happening inside your body and then all of a sudden you get sick you're like well gee what happened you know yeah well it's just there and so you throw stress onto that we talked about your nervous system and how your nervous system controls everything and it starts in your brain when you get a stressor um you kick in the fight or flight response well if you're trying to run from a grizzly bear your body has it figured out that we do not need to be making white blood cells shuts that down um, it shuts a lot of your organ systems down because all the blood leaves your organ systems and goes to your muscles. Really? Yeah. So you can fight. So you can run. Does that make sense? Yeah. So your body doesn't recognize the difference between a grizzly bear and being laid on your on your mortgage. Oh, I didn't realize that. Time. Yeah. Or having a stressful uh, relationship, marriage, or having a sick child. Your body doesn't recognize that. So it takes that stress and 
it creates a, a, a response and it shuts down your immune system. See, that makes so much sense because I've always heard that stress can make you sick or can kill you. Right. And it never made sense to me. Yeah. There's a book out called uh, Zebras Don't Get, Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. It's written by a Harvard professor. He's a really entertaining writer um, and speaker. Um, but the way the zebra works is, you know, they don't have a lot of bills to pay and stuff like that, but there is one thing they need to look out for. And that's the hyena yeah, or the lion yeah. or the jackals. And so when those things start coming after them, fight or flight kicks in. Okay. Either they get eaten or they avoid it. You know, if they avoid it, guess what? They go back to eating. It's just their normal day, you know? Whereas with us being humans, our mind just sits there and ponders and oh, worries. Yeah. What and, if? And just, yeah, what if? What if this happened? Or what if that yeah. happened? And Or sometimes there's circumstances where you're just stressed out, and then next thing you know, you get sick. Um, your immune system isn't working. Your bowel movements aren't good. You might get irritable bowel or Crohn's disease. Um, you get indigestion and heartburn. And so ultimately, where does this lead us to? chronic immune system failure leads to what chronic sickness right which leads to the big c cancer cancer yeah yeah and so you know it's important to feed your gi your your gut with good food because not only does it create problems if you you create an atmosphere for hostile bacteria and viruses to live and inhabit your body Okay. If you eat good, healthy foods, it's like a population. You know, if you take 100,000 people in a metropolitan area, some of them are going to be criminals. Some of them are going to be drunk. Some of them are going to be cocaine addicts. You know, some of them are going to be people that that work. Good people, hardworking people, friendly people, fair people, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, um, what can happen sometimes is that can change. The population can change and that. Next thing you know... You're an area that you don't want to live because there's a lot of crime. And then so you go to some other place and there's a lot less crime. It's a better place to live. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so sure do. You can create your own, it's called biome or microbiome. It's basically your, your own bacteria. Hmm. So good, happy, healthy bacteria come from eating good vegetables, good, healthy meats, and uh, fruits. Okay. Yeah. If you eat like uh, sludge. You get a lot of opportunists. You get a lot of pathological bacteria. And uh, it just leads to autoimmune response. Now, you might say, oh, I've been eating crap for like 20 years. Well, guess what? (laughs) The ugly is coming. Yeah. It's coming, even if you don't have symptoms. So, anyhow. How about that? Well, we went went way off. We, We started with the flu and ended with cancer. That's terrible. It is. But that happens. It does. That's how things work sometimes. Well, let's, um, let's break it down into, into smaller bites uh, for our listener with flu season coming up. Um, what are three big things that people can do to help protect them from, from getting influenza? Okay. Well, for people that don't want to exercise, you can drink water. Okay. But if you do exercise, that's a big exercise shield. It's a huge thing. It's a yeah. great way to uh, improve your immune function. And that's another thing people, they don't do it in the winter. Yeah. Generally speaking, if it's good for the gut, it's good for your immune system. Okay. Um, 
you know, so exercise would be good. Um, get rid of sugar. Okay. And people don't want to do that. No, sugar I don't want to. It's just horrible for yeah. you. It's horrible. Look at what the kids are eating nowadays. I mean, look at the school lunch programs. Look, I could get in trouble, but I mean, look at the Cokes. Yeah. Red Bulls and stuff like that. I mean, Loaded. Yeah. There's 16 spoons of sugar, of table sugar in a 12 ounce can of Coke. 16 spoons. I've heard that before. It's just mind boggling. I can't imagine. Put, imagine having a big enough cup of coffee where you'd have to put 16 spoons of sugar in it. I can't. <laughs> I, most of the time, I hardly put any kind of, if I put a sweetener in, it's usually honey. Yeah. I, I um, don't, I I don't do put that. any in my coffee at all. Yeah. Um, you know, vitamin D. You know, get out in the sunshine. Yeah, because the sun the sun doesn't go away in the winter. It doesn't. It's you still, still out there. Sun. Yeah. yeah. Um, they find that people that are further away from the sun or the equator uh, develop more illnesses. Yeah, that makes Studies sense. On that. Yeah. yeah, the more I talk to you about vitamin D, that really makes a lot of sense. It's a big deal. In fact, they say there's a lot of research out there that says that taking vitamin D, supplementing with vitamin D is more effective than the flu shot. I believe that, too. Yeah. And then you have to activate it with sunshine. Right. Yeah. Um, essential, essential fatty acids like omega-3 fats, our body can't produce that. That's critical for reducing inflammation. It's critical for getting the cell membrane has a certain thickness to it. Now, this is a long rabbit trail here, but if there's fats that are really good for you, those essential fatty acids, omega-3 fats are awesome for you. Okay, and so... The way a virus works is it just drills a hole in your cell membrane and starts reproducing. So if you have a thick cell wall that's got plenty of fat in it, it's going to be harder for the virus to come in. I see. That makes sense, yeah, too. It is. It's it a good way to put it. So we've talked about omega-3 fatty acids on a few separate episodes up to now, but how can, how can somebody – what's a good source? How do you get that? Well, um, you can do – I'm in the process of doing research trying to find a best source of BPA-free canned fish. So you've got your mackerels and you've got your sardines. Okay. And if they're wild caught, that's a pretty darn good source of omega-3 because the fish has a short lifespan, so it's not going to get a lot of the mercury. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, what if somebody doesn't like fish? Well, just take a supplement, omega-3 fatty acid. would be good. Is it available? What about? Is it in coconut oil? No, that's a that's a medium chain. That's a saturated fat. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So in other words, you know, medium chain fat would be coconut oil. That's that's a very stable oil, but the the omega three is a totally different. It's okay, got a, it's got a fatty acid on the third carbon chain. So it's so to get it through food is the only way to get it. Pretty much through fish. Essentially, yes. That's okay. why it's called essential. Gotcha. Fatty acid. Yeah. Fish, um, no, uh, animals that eat grass-fed, that are grass-fed. Okay. You know, like a cow eats grass-fed food, a chicken eats grass-fed, then the eggs of a grass-fed chicken, and a chicken that gets out in the sun, cow that gets out in the sun, they get exercise, all that fun stuff. Okay. Yeah, you don't want to eat a the meat of an animal that has a lot of issues with their health. You want to eat healthy animals. The way some of these chickens that are produced for food, the way that they're grown yeah. is disturbing. It's extreme formulation, exact same size, exact same growth. Everything is formula fed. And a lot of them fracture their legs before they even mature yeah. because they 
They don't have the bone it's, density to support the weight. It's sad. I've seen a lot of documentaries. There's a lot of good documentaries out there that are available on YouTube and on uh, Netflix and things like that about yeah. the food we eat. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so a good way to look at yourself to see if you're toxic. This is just some simple stuff. Uh, look in your eyes. If your eyes are discolored or they're watery, something's going on there. Possibly look at your well, obviously your nose. You'll you'll be able to figure that one out for yourself. <laughs> Look at your skin to see if you have rashes or sores that just don't go away. Um, your bowels, you should have good, regular bowel movements. Urination should be good and regular. Um, you know, your energy, your libido, all those things um, tie into your immune system. Um, your hair, things like that. So, I mean... Yeah, skin, skin issues. We yeah. talked a lot about that on our last episode. And, and all this that we're talking about today seems to go back to a lot of things we discussed on the last episode. You really, to tell you the truth, it's all connected. You know, you can't, I mean, if you want to look at a disease or a pathology, you can. But I would much rather look at how the body works, look at a healthy functioning body, and find out what's interfering with the, the body being healthy. Is it a deficiency somewhere that we can balance out? Is it a lack of nerve flow going somewhere into the body? Is it a lack of, of water or oxygen? You know, and, yeah. and try to help that along. You know, if it is a lack of oxygen, exercise more, lose some weight, get your blood sugar down. If it's a lack of nerve supply, go to a chiropractor, get them to work on that. If you don't know what a lack of nerve supply looks like, go to a chiropractor that, uh, that focuses on the nervous system. Look at your posture, things like that. So I'm getting off on a tangent here, but that's quite all right. It's still good information. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, let's hope that our listener uh, enjoys a healthy, uh, good, fun flu season, as they say. Yeah. And you and I, or or your office has a uh, a special. what do you call it? Detox. We're having a detox class at the first of next year. Yes. And we'll have more information about that coming shortly. But for those of you in middle Tennessee, if you're interested, keep an eye on our Facebook and our website, and we'll be posting some more about that. First of the year is the perfect time. I think to, to cleanse, to get detoxed. It is a good time, but for me, I enjoy being right right ahead of the ball game. You know, (laughs) you detox constantly though. Well, I'm pretty toxic, (laughs) but the thing is, is to hear people moan and groan first of the year, and yeah. you just be, what's the matter? <laughs> you need detox. I'm a little ornery at times, but I mean, so for Halloween, we're giving out broccoli. No, you are not. <laughs> well, we're going to sprinkle some cauliflower in with the broccoli and Brussels sprouts. <laughs> Imagine a kid looking at you like, what am I supposed to do with that? You're going to spend the next three days cleaning your house from the outside. <laughs> you know what would be funny is just to take a look at the kid's face when you just hand him a, a broccoli floret. <laughs> don't put any cheese on that now. Yeah, no, we don't want cheese on there. No dairy corn. We eat it like that. Yeah, it's good. Soy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my goodness. Well, this has been uh, this has been good. This has been fun. So if you have any questions, Feel free to email email us at uh, your best health. No, it's best health podcast at gmail.com or visit us on White House uh, Chiropractic dot uh, com. Uh, you can uh, Google that and get all the information you need there. Dr. Benny, do you have anything to say in closing as we uh, head out of this uh, flu uh, episode? 
nothing other than I'm hungry. I need to get something to eat. <laughs> well, it's about that time. Yeah, I'm it's trying to be healthy here. You've so. had a hard day here at the office, and I come busting in right as you're about to leave. Oh, that's fine. Microphones in hand. But anyway, join us uh, next week. We'll have another episode for you. And feel free to uh, to reach out to us with any questions or comments you may have. Thanks, Dr. Banning, for being here. Thank you. Thank you.